I can't get past it. Whenever I look at my map, it says the Atlantic Ocean. Why would you call a whole ocean that if there wasn't an Atlantis there? And that's where they say they think it was. <laughs> like, stuff like that. I just look at it, I'm like, they're not even pretending it wasn't. They're just not going to say it was. It seems like easily findable. Can we just go look at the bottom of the ocean? Oh, not enough resources, not enough funds, not enough... Oh, you're fucking ready to fight a war. You're ready to fucking do all kinds of dumb shit with your money. Why don't you just do something cool like that? Like, what was Atlantis? What did they know? What was their story? What happened to them? Can we learn from it? Welcome to class. With Teacher Nico. Let's begin. Alright, so the other day, I went to these big-ass mounds near St. Louis. I didn't even know they existed. They're like the Kohika Mounds, Kolika Mounds. Uh, I'll find the name later, I guess. But these things are weird, man. So, let me just back up for anyone listening who doesn't know what... I'm talking about with these locations. I'm broadcasting from America, from a state called Missouri, which is in the middle of America. They call it the Midwest. If you think of the Western Hemisphere, I guess, and you think of just the top part of it, America, or in the middle of that West, that's where Missouri is, middle of the country. It's on a border. It's on a border with a lot of states because it's in the middle, but it's on the border with a state called Illinois. And I'm looking at my map just to fact check myself real time. So you know you're not getting any misinformation here. This is Missouri, Illinois border. There's a big ass river. You might have heard of it. It's called the Missouri River. Or if you ask people in Missouri who are really from Missouri, they just might say Missouri River because that's how they would pronounce it, Missouri. So the Missouri River separates these two states and on the Missouri side is the St. Louis Arch. St. Louis is the name of the city that's on this border. It's in both states. Kansas City, on the other side of this of Missouri, is also in two states. It's a weird state. Our our two biggest cities are sharing with another city, with another state. So both cool cities, by the way. I recommend visiting both. So St. Louis. You got the Gateway Arch, it's called. It's this beautiful structure that looks like it's straight out of Halo. Like, you remember the rings from the video game Halo? It looks like that, but if you just made like half of a Mickey D's, like a McDonald's logo, if you made like half a McDonald's logo with a Halo ring, that's what a St. Louis Arch is. And... As to why in the middle of Missouri we have this thing that looks to me like a Stargate portal, I don't know. But I like that we have that. And I like that if it was simply, this is a cool symbol for gateway to the West, which is what that place was. If you think about it, back in the in the day when they were first starting these these cities, you know, settlements that became, you know, or trading posts that became like, villages and settlements and towns and cities and before you know it there's thousands and thousands of people living in these places building all these cool things and making all these businesses and working together and finding ways to make money and become successful 
and they're they're finding resources, they're getting trapping furs and they're they're hunting and they're fishing and they're you know, they're they're being very industrious. And that's like the history of where I'm from. And this is a place where the pioneers went. And this was a big moment because they were crossing this giant river. And it's like, this is kind of the unknown on the other side of this river for a lot of, a lot of their lifetimes, at least, you know, up till then they were like, we don't know what the hell is over there. Uh, definitely there's bears. We know there's going to be some giant animals. There's going to be like some, probably some buffalo. There's going to be people maybe with shooting arrows at us, you know, there's going to be some crazy shit. We know that much, but we don't know what's over there. So the people that went over that river, it's like they built this giant thing later to commemorate, I think, that. And that's a really cool thing. It's my favorite monument in the United States, I think. I think it's the coolest monument in the United States. I I, I was under it during an eclipse once. It was really cool. But that's a bit of a digression. I just say that to set the scene. Right near this arch, like 20 miles, something like that, like maybe not even, it's like a 15 minute drive, I would say. You can get to these things that are called the Kohika Mounds. And that might sound lame. It does, like a mound, okay? What's a mound? It's just like a pile of dirt, right? That's a mound, like a pitcher's mound. That's what I think of when I think of a mound. Well, think of a pitcher's mound that is the size of a building, like a big building. If you built a building like a dome, like a hill that you made. So if you think about it, it's like, well, that's kind of weird that they made a giant hill out of dirt. I just, like, I wonder why you would do that. But then it, it, it gets weirder because not only did they build things the size of buildings, they built things the size of a giant building, like a pyramid. Like, it's for real. It's a megalithic structure, supposedly just of dirt. Now, don't quote me on this. I'm not an expert. I read like the sign at the place, maybe some Wikipedia, you know, like I, I brushed the surface, but I did visit it. And I already, of course, am immediately having all my own conspiracy theories as soon as I set foot on this thing. I'm like, no fucking way. These guys took some baskets a millions of times. Like we're talking, they said something like 22 million square inches of dirt or feet of dirt, whatever it is, it's immense. I mean, we're talking, that's a lot of fucking basket trips you're taking. And by the way, why? Right? Like the amount of work that would take, why not just go to a hill and build your house or whatever? Because they, they showed you that there's something on, on the house. They showed you there was something, I'm sorry, they showed you that there was like a house on the top of it. They showed you that there was some type of buildings were on it, right? But it's like they just built this giant structure. And there's layers to it. And and I don't want to misquote it because I, I shouldn't like smoke some weed and then try to relay facts, okay? That's not super relevant that I smoke at this point. I'm pretty sobs. But um, <laughs> yeah, 
you would think you were high and hallucinating if you just walked by this thing randomly. You'd be like, that can't be there. That's a big-ass hill that someone made. Why'd they do that? Why did a lot of people work really hard to make a giant thing? That's what I always wonder whenever I see a megalithic structure. Because I see how hard it is to get even a small group of people to do a small thing well. And I mean, I don't know how you motivate so many people to do so many different jobs for so long. It's hard, right? I don't see it happen often. Usually takes immense amounts of capital, immense amounts of economic systems that are kind of complex and complicated and they don't always work. Or it takes like a dictator with uh, complete authority to force tons of people to do something all at once like we see when, you know, countries have rapid growth. Like they often have leaders in place that are dictating what happens. And that doesn't even need to be a dirty word necessarily in this instance because they're dictating what happens next, right? So a dictator, you could think of it as a neutral term. It's associated with terrible things in the past, rightfully so, but it's just simply having like one guy who's going to dictate the future events, right? The future actions taken toward the intended events with often unintended consequences. And it often turns out that it's a terrible idea to let one guy make all those decisions, but it's often made better by smarter systems of government where they're sharing those responsibilities through different ways. And I don't want to get too much on a tangent about government, but it's all super interesting because it's like, how do you motivate a bunch of people to get a bunch of baskets full of dirt and go back and forth like a bazillion times to build this thing so you can just build your house on a hill you made? Like, that's just weird to me. So I'm thinking right away, Dude, I bet there's like a fucking pyramid thing under this motherfucker right now. I bet if you just got some shovels and dug, you'd be like, yep, there's a building here, guys. There's something here. Oh, what's in this thing? Uh-oh. Like, Tomb Raider. Like, Indiana Jones. Like, whoa, buddy. We just found some, like, wild shit that was right across the goddamn river. You know, this whole time, there's been maybe, like, in my, I would guess, right? <laughs> Me speculating. This is just a fun speculation. This isn't me saying this is what I believe. But what if this mound I was like sitting on yesterday, meditating upon, which was one of the smaller mounds, there might be like the mummies of giants in this thing. Legit. Like they've found stuff like that in Missouri. And you're not supposed to know about it. It's the type of thing I get a little nervous telling people about because I know it's like intentionally kept hush-hush. We're not supposed to talk about the giants, but there used to be giants. And there used to be giants, I believe, all over the world, a lot of parts of the world. And there seems to be bones that are found in a lot of places. And you would say, well, where are they then? Well, that's a great question. Where are they? Because I've seen pictures of them and I know they've been in museums, but they seem to go missing. Or what? They're bought by private collectors and they're in some guy's house somewhere? Like, what's happening to these giant bones? I think that's a fair question for us to start asking. Hey, Smithsonian, can you please go to the basement and like pull out the giant bones again? Because I saw the fucking picture. You guys had an exhibit of this giant fucking thing 
I mean, maybe I'm just going crazy because I'm looking at too many images on the internet that are nonsensical. Maybe they're made up, whatever. Right. But then you see so many. And then you start listening to people who try to find these pictures and they start saying, because you listen to podcasts and I could maybe link people to some of them. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I listened to a podcast where I heard a guy talk about how he was trying to find all these pictures of giant skeletons and he would go to libraries and look through like uh, to find newspapers and stuff and things would just like be missing. And it's like people were intentionally trying to like scrap this from history. Like you're not supposed to know these fucking guys were here. Which just opens up a, a fuckload of questions. <laughs> when you're like, okay, so these stories and these stories, by the way, in the Bible, for all you Christians who believe the Bible's true, well, you believe in giants, by the way. <laughs> in case you didn't know. David killed Goliath, who was a right giant. The the Elohim, right? The in those days, there were giants. It's what Moses is talking about. Or Noah's, I mean, sorry, not Moses. Noah's talking about in the days of the Elohim. And so, like, I'm sitting on this thing, and I'm like, dude, I think I'm sitting on, like, a giant tomb. Because they would find the bones of, like, giants with jewelry on and, like, like proper, like, like a mummy kind of, right? And sometimes I think they would find them like with other skeletons, which is kind of like fucked up because it's like, did they just make everyone just die when this guy died? Or like, did they all die together? Or like, what happened here? This is weird. You know, when you have like a buried tomb, like, why did you guys want to preserve this? Like, who was this? Was this like a king? Was this like a, is this like a holy ground we're on? You know? And we're just driving by being like, America, fuck yeah, shooting bottle rockets out the side of our trucks while we're, you know, pounding brewskis. And we're not even noticing. There's fucking, like, pyramid shit in our backyard, perhaps. <laughs> oh! I love that. See, not everything's been discovered. You know, I always, like, tend to think negatively when I get into this stuff because I get, in, like uncomfortable with the fact that people are trying to cover things up and then it's like well you know is that done yet are we done with that yet like can we just know what's going on now because i think we're ready i think we're ready to just know something that's true that's been hidden from us that's super cool and i would like to now transition into talking about something that is the wildest of wild ideas i think i've ever had but i also think it might be one of my best ideas. And that's that, let's just call it for now a thought experiment. What if you had a day, one day, where everyone in the world was granted amnesty for anything they'd done? And everyone could just tell the truth about things that they were keeping secrets. And they could just admit things that have been like on their chest and not have to face consequences. Or if they did, it's like, it's very different if everyone's telling the truth about everything. Because here's the thing. I always try to start from a standpoint of trying to understand the other person or the other entity, the other side 
what are they thinking? Because if I can understand accurately, or at least relatively accurately, what they're thinking, I can put myself in their position and say, what would I do if I were them? And if what I would do is what they're doing, or I can see some parallel there, it's it's easy to then come to understandings and to get along, frankly. So let's start this from that perspective. I could imagine a situation where I was born into, say, a family that was descended of people that had secrets. And these secrets were passed on to me. And I was not supposed to share them with anyone else. And I could imagine that I could maybe have friends who also knew those secrets. And there's not a lot of them, maybe. And those people are friends and they're working together. They're like, you know, some... And then maybe it's a secret society. This is kind of what it is by now. You know, like I could see that being a thing that you wouldn't have a choice but to adopt as your lifestyle if you were born that person, right? If like that's... Think about who were your friends like growing up. Like why were they your friends? One of the reasons is they just happen to be around. They happen to be the people your parents like let you be around. And your school was, you know, like the places you went, that's where they were. So if your friends just happen to be people who all, you know, were in on some conspiracy thing together, then you would just be that. Now, what if these people are then pressured to do something unforgivable as part of some way to seal the allegiance of all these people by whoever's controlling them. This is just theoretical, okay? Don't take it, don't don't apply it to any group or any people, any organization, any society. I'm just putting this purely theoretically, right? I could see that working. If they were like, hey, by the way, we're gonna have to, get proof of you doing something you could get in trouble for. And if you ever break your oath, if you ever tell people these things you're not supposed to say, well, then you're in trouble and you're fucked and you lose everything. Or it might be as simple as we'll kill you. Okay, let's just call it what it is. People do that. People still just kill people that don't agree with them. That's like what we call wars, right? Like (laughs) we still do that to each other today. So why wouldn't it have happened in the past and why can't it still be happening now? So if that's the control mechanism that's keeping the lid on all this, what if you had a day where you were like, look, we're not saying we're going to be okay with it. We're not saying people aren't going to be really, really mad at some people. But we're going to provide some form of amnesty or some form of at least reasonable expectation for consequence if you choose to say something that you want to say, that people said you can't say, but you choose to say on this day. It's like truth day. Holy shit. What if we just learned all kinds of amazing things all at once? 
Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the tomb of fucking giants from another planet or something. <laughs> You're just like, whoa, what? Yeah, and they got, like, magic. You're like, why? They got some technology you guys don't know about. Wait, what? Like, they got, you guys want, like, free energy? We got it. Or we got, you guys want to know how to teleport? Or you guys want, and, you know, and it's just like, I know this stuff's out there. I know it exists. But I know there's a lot of, like, ways and reasons that it's compartmentalized and hidden. And it makes sense that it is. And I, it's kind of sad though, because it's like, if we all could get along and we could all trust each other, just as a whole species, as a planet, we could have everything that we ever imagined, like come true overnight. It's crazy. Like we could have so many problems solved that right now we're worrying about like, oh my God, we might starve to death. Like we're still having to worry about that, you know, or, oh fuck, a natural disaster might wipe us out at any moment. Fuck. A meteor might hit us. Like, we're just, like, at the mercy of nature. We're at the mercy of one another. We're at the mercy of whatever it is that we're we're living in this life. And we all know that we're facing an inevitable demise of some sort, or at least transition to another state outside of our current physical being. And we're living with this constant awareness of our own mortality. And it's something that other animals don't seem to be doing. You know, there's certain traits we have that other animals on this planet don't seem to be doing to the point it's like, are we even considered animals anymore? And I feel like I'm supposed to feel like we are based on the way I've been taught in school and in college and all that. Like, they kind of want you to adopt that mentality. Like, well, we're just intelligent animals. But what if we're more than that? And what if we're like what animals become? Or what we're in some transitional state between the sort of lower form of animal and higher form of life, whatever that is. So maybe there is some like spiritual kind of persona within us that evolves and and maybe we become these just better people, whatever that means. And, and maybe we even become, uh, I don't know if we want to be immortal or not, but maybe we could be if we wanted to be, you know, or maybe we could extend our life tremendously maybe there's already ways to make sure you can live another how long you want to live you know in 100 years 200 years we just tweak your dna fix it like i think all that probably exists but i also think it's probably a reason that they don't want everyone to know that and it might be because it gets out of hand real fast sometimes (laughs) so people really got to be ready because it's like even if a handful of y'all are out of line like that could mean really bad consequences for all of us it's it's like when we have these technologies we're not ready for and we we set ourselves up for self-destruction. I'm not going to get into this that much in this episode because it's still something I'm in the just beginning of forming these sort of hypotheses. And it's hard for me to even call them hypotheses because they're typically things other people have thought and said, uh, often many people, over long periods of time. It's just stuff that I wasn't aware people had been saying and thinking and talking about because of how I was raised and what I was taught. And it's that simple. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to learn things that people didn't want me to know just because they don't want any of us to know or they're worried about us knowing it. And it's cool. I like, I prefer it. I prefer knowing that everything's amazing and we're just gradually learning the truth about all these amazing things. It's a being unfolded to us. It's like, a game's being played where we're kind of being observed and 
and tested and and protected in ways i'm sure but typically what happens i believe because i believe this happens a lot i believe that there's been many iterations of life on this planet and in this galaxy probably and like it's it's too much for us to really understand right now but i do believe that if you think about these creation stories or these not even let's not even talk about the creation stories let's talk about the destruction stories let's talk about the cataclysm stories the great floods when we talk about these periods of reset where it's like that was the beginning of history <laughs> okay so if that was the beginning of history well, what about before that well for all we know there's been a lot of floods for all we know, there's been a lot of pole shifts. There could have been a lot of meteor hits. There can be a lot of things happen on this planet. It's been here a long time. We're talking billions of years. Like humans have been around, what, how long? How long, when you want to start calling us humans? Thousands of years, a few hundred thousand, a few million? That's nothing to a planet that's around billions of years, you know? In a galaxy, like time loses meaning. And I think we're evolving in a way where time will change to us, how we perceive it or what we understand it to be. And we really don't fucking know what it, any of this means, frankly. Not yet. But it's cool that you can just walk around and look at things, literally like those, those mounds. And, you know, I'm speculating what might be under there. But by the way, they had a celestial calendar built of trees to track the winter and summer solstices hello uh we ever heard of anyone doing that before <laughs> yeah we're talking egypt we're talking chichen itza we're talking giza we're talking stonehenge we're talking all these megalithic structures measuring time calendars wanting to know dates that certain things are going to happen like these solstices why do we always want to know when these solstices happen and why are they lined up with other structures and why are they on magnetic ley lines on the earth and why do they correspond sometimes with different numerically significant distances between one another like there was clearly some type of grid of of some type of formalized resource management i guess system like it must have been some kind of technology or some type of some type of um portal maybe opens you know maybe they're able to traverse time and space on these solstices or maybe they're able to communicate with someone or something from another dimension or, or place or whatever on these specific times. Like, think about it. How fucking hard is it to get a guy to go get a tree for me and just shave off all the branches and dig a hole and put it in there and do it like many more times until you've made a perfect circle and then put one exactly in the middle too 
and make sure it lines up exactly right so I can track exactly when these planets line up a certain way. It's like, what the fuck? Who does that for fun? <laughs> Obviously, they were doing something. And it must have been really fucking important and significant because so many places around the world were doing something with these solstices. Like, there's things that are obvious fucking clues that there's all kinds of crazy shit was going on that we either completely forgot about or it's being hidden from us. But either way, we should find out. I'm the kind of guy that's like, hey man, why don't we just dig? Why don't we just see what's under us? Why don't we just see what's under the water? Why don't we just see what's up in space? What's on the other side of the moon? What's on the other side of Mars? What's on the other side of here? What's, oh fuck, look at this thing. What's this do? Like, that's how we figure shit out. That's what's awesome about humans. Is like, when we do that, when we just go out and we, like, tinker with stuff and we just, like, fuck around with stuff, we're just like, oh, look what I found. And then we're all gathering around. Like, let me see that. Oh, my God. Like, oh, I know how. I bet I could make that. And then before you know it, like, we can make that. So we can find a technology and back engineer it. Like, that's something we're capable of. And when we work together, we work in teams. We get the, the best among us at, at certain tasks. And we work together. We're like, we can do amazing things. We're superheroes. We can colonize galaxies if we want. We're, well, that's all within our, our DNA. We're capable of just replicating at will with one another. We could pop like a. Do you realize like a couple of us could populate a whole planet? Give it some time. And there's how many billions of us, dude? We could we could populate galaxies, dude. Like no wonder people want to keep us in place. <laughs> no wonder they're like keep the lid on Earth because those motherfuckers can go everywhere fast if they get going. And so what happens most of the time, I believe is that there's a great cataclysm that wipes out everything <laughs> that hasn't been taken away. Maybe ascended, maybe evolved, or maybe simply was like taken away. Like they said, hey, would you like to jump on this ship? There's about to be a big flood. <laughs> no, it might be like that. It might be something completely different. It might all be a simulation for all I know. But either way, even if it's a simulation, I don't give a fuck, dude. It's the same difference to me. I don't care if it's a simulation. I like. I don't even want to go in 78 different directions with this all at once. But here's the thing. There's amazing shit everywhere. And we're just not looking at it. And instead, we're looking at just these devices. And we're looking at these things that are being shown to us. And we're looking at these screens. And we're looking at these projections these images that are broadcast by a small amount of people and they have a tremendous amount of control when we give them all our attention so if we're walking by like these amazing things we don't have answers to and we're not even like allowed to check like who's saying we're not allowed to check like who's saying you're not allowed to know why are they saying like i don't I would be down for a day of amnesty so, like, those guys could just say whatever they want to say. And I'm going to just, like, request permission on behalf of humanity on Earth to please cut us some slack here, overseers, guardians, whatever it is is watching us and observing us. Like, 
you know, all of y'all. Come on, cut us some slack here. Like, we're doing our best. Can we please not have any more cataclysms for a minute here? Can you please, like, let us know when the next one is before it's too late? Like, can we... Can we all just get along real quick? Because if we get along real quick, maybe we can learn whatever else it is we need to know so that we can have amazing, incredible lives that match whatever our wildest expectations are. That sounds awesome to me. It doesn't sound awesome to me that I'm worrying about like, oh, is there going to be enough grain because of this whole like war that they're doing? You know, like what? It, what kind of, I feel like we're just too far back in time right now that we're still worrying about that. And of course, I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who's in the quote unquote civilized world, first world, like I'm in the, the, the pinnacle of society in terms of having all the resources around me that I need, right? And I still feel like this is lame. And I feel so bad for everyone else in the world who is much lamer for them. Like, I just think that we need to come up with a way to be able to forgive one another for whatever it is that we don't know that each other have done or that each other have had no choice but to do or felt they had no choice but to do. And so, like, I just want to offer forgiveness, at least for as an individual, I want to try to offer forgiveness to people who have been doing things that that have hurt others including me maybe right or all of us things that have been not so nice maybe and maybe really really not so nice sometimes but maybe we can get past that and maybe we can still get along and be friends even even though terrible things have happened like so what terrible things have always happened that's always been history but we can either choose to dwell on it and repeat it, or we can choose to move on past it and just do something better. It's like, okay, crazy, terrible shit happened, whatever. Can we know some cool stuff now? I really think that we're, you might be overestimating if you're worried about like, oh, fuck, like people aren't going to forgive us if we tell them the truth. I think you're overestimating that. I really think people will move on really fast from like whatever the horriblest shit that might have happened is. It's like, we're ready to move on. We'll forgive you. I think that's what humanity would do as a whole. Not everyone, right? I'm not saying it would be smooth. But I think that's like, I could feel myself getting to the point where I would do that. And if I can feel myself getting up to that point, I feel like a lot of people could and would, especially if the deal was like, yo, if everyone is forgiven for whatever it is they did, then none of us have to worry about stuff like starvation or, or not having enough energy or not having enough resources or or dying of preventable things that could easily be cured. You know, like, that sounds like a pretty good deal. You know, like, we'll face it. Let's move on past that, okay? And let's just stop with all the super secret society stuff and all those guys being in charge of the country. Like, we get it. You guys are in charge. Okay. But, like, you gotta let us know what was going on all this time, man. We gotta move past this, like, top secret classified or unacknowledged or... Una like, come on, man. Someone step up and tell us the truth. Like, there's so many things that 
are really game changers when we learn them. Like, I want to know, what was Atlantis? What was that all about? I can't get past it. Whenever I look at my map, it says the Atlantic Ocean. Why would you call a whole ocean that if there wasn't an Atlantis there? And that's where they say they think it was. <laughs> like, stuff like that. I just look at it, I'm like, they're not even pretending it wasn't. They're just not going to say it was. It seems like easily findable. Can we just go look at the bottom of the ocean? Oh, not enough resources, not enough funds, not enough... Oh, you're fucking ready to fight a war. You're ready to fucking do all kinds of dumb shit with your money. Why don't you just do something cool like that? Like, what was Atlantis? What did they know? What was their story? What happened to them? Can we learn from it? Can we not face a similar fate if they had an unfortunate demise? Uh, Could... I hope they didn't. I hope they did okay. I don't know anything about... I don't know much about them. I, I know that it was like... I know enough to think, yeah, that probably existed. I really think there was an Atlantean civilization that predates our floods. Maybe the end of their thing was the start of our our thing, you know? The, their, their cataclysm was a flood, and that was the beginning of our story. And maybe it repeats and repeats and repeats. And maybe there's been a lot of fucking different life forms and civilizations and societies and even different species from different planets and like all this stuff just keeps happening and i think someone's up top looking down keeping an eye on it controlling it something that's like way more powerful than anything that we've ever experienced right but i just like i feel like unconditional love is what we should strive toward Because if we ever do reach that, it's like going to go really good for us. Like if we can reach a point where we really could forgive each other for anything, that would be so powerful. I don't know that I ever could. I don't know that we ever could. But like if we could, if we really could be like Jesus, you know, and we really could be like our, our prophets, like these, like they say, the avatars, like these people that set examples that we try to learn from well maybe it it's not just sacrifice to do that maybe it's in your best interest to be really nice really forgiving really cool about stuff like surprisingly cool about it where people are like oh fuck we can't let them know how we fucked up we'll be fucked then people are like oh everyone makes mistakes man we forgive you how cool would it be? We'd be like, oh, man, you guys. All right, well, we're going to do things a little different now, though, okay? That would be it. it would, you know, there doesn't have to be revolutions and shit. People would be cool about it. I really think that. But hey, like I said, I smoked a little. But hey, maybe that's the solution. Maybe everyone needs to just smoke a little. Maybe we need to have a big party where everyone gets together. We all, like, pass a blunt. We just get world, we get people from all over the world around the table. We all pass a blunt around the table. We just talk. And we just try to sort some things out. We're like, hey, what happens in this room stays in this room. Well, let's not keep it a secret. But like, you know, like we're amongst friends here. Let's just like talk. Let's learn about each other. And let's learn about all these things. And oh, man, we would all learn so much from each other if we could just know the truth about each other's histories and each other's stories and that's what I hope the future becomes. And um, one of my favorite things to do is play this game called Civilization Five. 
and it, I, it's sort of like a meditative thing for me because it it it's what I like to do when I'm reflecting on these type of things. Like in that game, you get to start a civilization, and each time you play the game, there's a little bit different settings. No game is ever the same twice, and things evolve very differently based on like choices you make early in the game and throughout the game. But you your game might last very briefly. You might get taken over or killed by a neighboring tribe very early, or you might end up entering the modern era. You might end up getting a spaceship and flying to Alpha Centauri. You know, like there's a wide realm of, of where you can go. But what each game has in common is it starts over, right? Eventually, there's another game. So how do the games usually end? I think the game of life on Earth ends in some kind of cataclysm. And there seems to be a series of cataclysms that we witness even in our own individual lifetimes. And they're oftentimes self-inflicted or could in the very least be prevented if we were operating on a higher nature type of capacity. If we were tuned into a higher state of being where we were acting on our better interests, our shared interests, and we saw each other all as anyone who's human, anyone who can like hear what I'm saying, and not even just humans. I'm sorry for even saying that. Someday it's going to be like racist to say just people because there's going to be like people from all kinds of other like species, like the same way we have different races, different colors of people. We're going to have people of different like fucking like bird people and lizard people and like there's going to be fucking everything, I bet. Damn. And that's like freaks a lot of people out. I get it. It freaks me out. I don't want to think about like, what if these bug guys aren't nice? Like, you ever imagine a big ass spider? Fuck, dude, that'd be so scary. You know, like if everything exists, fuck. But it also, oh fuck yeah, everything exists. Then I'm not everything. I'm not saying that. I'm gonna end this soon, this podcast. But boy, oh boy, that's the kind of stuff I think about. You know. And so I think we're at a point where the game is close to being over for us because we're either going to pass the test, we're going to evolve, we're going to be granted that next step where we're like transcending somehow, we're we're ascending, we're becoming, um, you know, some other higher form of ourselves, whatever that looks like, right? Whether we change physical form, I don't know whether we leave our bodies, become light beings, or we can reincarnate at will into different fucking... We could even make bodies probably that we just go into, like in sci-fi movies, you know? Like, that's all probably possible. We could just download our consciousness to a fucking robot probably. Like, all this stuff could probably happen. And that's so crazy and cool. So why are we talking about having wars, man? That's why I'm so obsessive about trying to like quash this World War Three bullshit because it's like we're are we are we seriously going to do this whole game where we're like now people are starving and suffering and dying because of you guys arguing over who gets to fucking say they own that land. You guys don't even know what's under the goddamn land. You didn't even dig. You don't even know the history. You don't even know the past of where you're from. You're just squabbling over who gets to claim they own this land. You're thinking in terms of, at best, millennia. Pussies.
millennia. Amateurs, man. Yeah, I'm talking down to every country on earth, every king on earth, every person who lays claim to the ground on which we stand. You don't even know it's under the top layer of that soil. So backtrack in a minute, bub. Put it into perspective here. Maybe there's something that you're about to inherit if you calm down for a second and stop worrying about who controls what for a second, okay? You can go back to that later, but let's just for a minute here all come together and say, hey, we're going to be cool. We're going to be nice. And we're sorry. And we forgive each other. And we're going to move on. Boom. Awesome future. That's what I look forward to. That's what I hope for. And if you enjoyed today's show, good. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything in return. That is my unconditional love gift to you. Enjoy the show. Enjoy your life. I mean, the class. It's a class, not a show. It's not a class or a show. It's just a guy fucking sitting on his bed talking right now. But thanks for listening. All right. Homework? Nah, take 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 the day off after that one. That was a doozy. Go play some ball or something, you know? Have some fun. Take a walk. I don't know. Read a book. Take it easy. Stay classy. Planet Earth.